interview with one of the founding mothers was the highlight of the week, along with people's plans for the 2023 Super Bowl. From the Blue Double Hub, this is the News Cycle. I'm Maria Anderson, and today is Monday, February 13th. Nina Totenberg is considered one of the founding mothers of NPR. She has been at NPR since 1975, where she is the legal affairs correspondent. In her new book, Dinners with Ruth, a memoir on the power of friendships, Totenberg explores her friendship with the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The Hub's Max Davis Housefield talked with her about the book. Nina Totenberg came to speak at the Mondavi Center on Friday, February 3rd. I talked with her backstage in her dressing room before the show, where her husband, David, was boiling a pot of tea because Totenberg had a bit of a cold. Both he and the kettle chimed in at times. Here's our conversation. (laughs) I read half of your book already. It's really amazing. Uh, And I just appreciated all the stories of friendship, and they're so varied. I was thinking it would all be about Ruth, and it's just so much about the joy of friendship. What's the biggest thing about friendship you've learned in your life? That, um, and you'll probably hear this tonight again, but that really the friends of your life, and that includes your spouse um, and your parents and my sisters and my friends at NPR and my NPR, my radio sisters, they're all people who will get you through the hardest times in life. And you have to remember that um, being a good friend is showing up when people need you and you will get rewarded you know in turn many times over but I think I had to learn that from people who were better friends to me than I knew how to be initially mm-hmm. I think after COVID a lot of people are struggling with making friends what advice <laughs> would you have for them go back to work <laughs> People say to me, how did you meet all these people? Uh At work. Uh You cannot make friends and have a social life Uh and have an inter, you know, a a rich and woven tapestry of life without friends. And you can't do that sitting at home looking at a computer screen. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you share so many great stories about Ruth, you know, from your first meeting of her and then that Mm -hmm. time in the car. What's your fondest memory of her, though? Um, You probably haven't gotten to this part yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure it's my fondest memory, but it's my most touching memory. Um, When she was diagnosed with, uh, with lung cancer, my husband knew because he helped do the biopsy, et cetera. But I didn't know, and I didn't, and he knew for weeks, and I didn't know. And and then the night before her surgery, he sat me down to tell me what was going to happen the next day. <clears throat> and you know, I just waited for the press release and just did my thing. Mm-hmm. And I was w- sitting waiting to do a um, TV shot that night when we were, we went out for a quick dinner and my cell phone rang and it was Ruth. Uh-huh. And after a few, she was in the ICU, she'd been operated on hours before 
she had a chest tube in. I didn't realize that, but David told me uh -huh. she would have had to have had a chest tube in. And she said, you know, Nina, I'm sitting here drinking a far better consomme than I have any right to expect in a hospital. And she said, but I'm, I'm calling you because I wanted you to know why I forbid David to tell you anything about this. I didn't want you to be trapped between your um, friendship for me and your duty as a reporter. And it was the most loving understanding of our mutual boundaries in uh -huh. a way. And the fact that she was calling me just hours after she'd been cut up um, was just an amazing, I would call it my fondest memory. I would call it my most touching memory. Um, what, are, what would you say is our fondest memory of Ruth? <laughs> fondest? Yes, our fondest. Uh, I still like the dinner. Oh. <laughs> That's the funniest. <laughs> this is very typically funny. Because uh -huh. Ruth is a very quiet person at the dinner table, uh -huh. by and large. And it was our anniversary, and um, we were the usual bunch of ten of us. Um, and we were um, saying unkind things about Jimmy Carter, <laughs> and she went like this, I dissent. Uh -huh. And she then went on to say he was the first president who cared about having women on the bench, minorities on the bench, and who really <laughs> made the effort, and it was not always the easiest effort to do that. That was Nina Todenberg, NPR's legal affairs correspondent, and one of the founding mothers of NPR. Her new book is Dinners with Ruth, a memoir on the power of friendships. For the News Cycle, I'm Max Davis-Hasfield. With the Super Bowl taking place on February 12th, Alex Miyamoto talked to students at Davis High about how they experienced the Super Bowl from home. Super Bowl 57, the Kansas City Chiefs face the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday in Arizona. Last year, over 112 million fans across the United States watched the Super Bowl. This year, similar numbers are projected. Some students at Davis High plan on getting together with friends and family to watch the two teams face off, while others have additional plans. Sonny Hutron is a junior at Davis High School. I'm part of the football team, so we're going to have like a Super Bowl clinic for the, for the little kids. Um, we kind of just run drills, stuff that we would do at our practice, but for the little kids, and then they just get like, yeah, we do it every year. The youth football clinic is held at the Ron and Mary Brown Stadium at Davis High, and is aimed to provide local kids with football skills prior to the Super Bowl showdown later that day. Ray Keeper, a sophomore at the high school, will also be volunteering at the clinic. We look up to NFL players and college players. That's how we think about the kids. They look up to us as older people. Hutron enjoys passing down his knowledge of the game to the younger kids. It's definitely the questions the kids ask. Like, they, they're really curious about everything. So like, why would we do this or how do we do that? It's really fun to explain it to them. The kids at the clinic are not the only ones looking up to the football players this Sunday. I'm a linebacker, so I look up to Ray Lewis. He's, he's pretty good. And I've heard that he's a really good uh, leader. The players, like hearing stories about them and how they are like, it drives me to be a better person. The clinic is set to run in the morning, freeing up everyone's schedules to watch the Super Bowl later that afternoon. Keeper is especially excited for the festivities later that day. My mom was thinking about having a party 
uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, let me tell you, sweet potatoes, macaroni, mashed potatoes, green beans, chicken, probably, you know, some turkey. Turkey goes good. You know, the food that, like, people love to enjoy when they're with their family. The Eagles are coming off of a big NFC Championship game, defeating the local favorite, the San Francisco 49ers. While the two teams that are playing in the Super Bowl aren't local, many have their picks on who's got the win. Keeper knows all the details. I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm from Missouri. When you compare a good offense and a good defense, you never know what's going to happen. Defense wins games, but better offense wins games. Malia Cooper is a sophomore at Davis High. Her family usually spends a Super Bowl at her aunt's house. My family might go for the Chiefs, but I might say Eagles just because I like that name better. Although not everyone is into the sport of football, the commercials and halftime show draw in additional viewers yearly. I want to watch the halftime for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be amazing then if Rihanna's in it. For the news cycle, this is Alex Mimoto reporting. The Kansas City Chiefs took the win with the final score being 38 to 35. Well, that's our show for today. The news cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nane Grigor. Our executive producer is Elliot DeYoung. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the news cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com. And don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. Have a good week and we'll see you next time.